This is your Startup Community Podcast. Hi, I'm Brad Feld. Hi, I'm Ian Hathaway. I'm Chris Hively and your host. Your Startup Community Podcast is for any startup community enthusiast hoping to grow your local ecosystem. This podcast has something for every ecosystem actor, whether you're an economic development leader, serial entrepreneur, a co-working coordinator, an angel investor, a corporate executive, or a university researcher. Basically, everyone who cares about your community and the startups within. If we do our job right, there should be something tangible for you to take away and apply to your journey as soon as tomorrow. In this episode of Your Startup Community, we're going to explore the desire, maybe the need, and many times the requirement to measure the impact and progress of our programs. Now, most, if not all of us, have measured our business activities in the past in order to monitor progress identify issues, and celebrate successes. It is as much part of business as any other element, but how does it apply in a movement to grow your ecosystem? This is such a big topic, we've decided to divide this into two shorter episodes. One focused on the measurement concept, and another one focused more on measurement tactics. And I'm sure this will not be the last time we poke and pull at the measurement challenge. To best serve the topic, we'll only have one guest today, Rhett Morris, who I believe is the smartest researcher in this space. And as always, Ian Hathaway and I will set up the topic, and then be followed by Rhett, who will talk about his work in measuring ecosystems all around the world. And then we'll finish up with Brad, who will weigh in on what he has heard from us all, fix things we broke, augment things he heard, and generally provide us some more context of how you and your peers can accelerate your startup community. Let's get started. Hi, Ian. Thanks again for sharing your thoughts today. Peter Drucker is famous for saying, what gets measured gets managed. And this thought has permeated business leaders for years and created the mindset that to be successful, one has to measure your activities. Measurement is used for accountability, strategic prioritization, even compensation. But how does this apply to startup communities and entrepreneurial ecosystems? Well, it's more important what he did not say. So he's often attributed with saying, if you can't measure it, you can't manage it. Um, and that sort of evolved over the years to become some version of what gets measured gets managed. Um, the problem with that is that, first of all, Peter Drucker never said that. Uh, this comes from his own foundation. Um, they denied that he had ever said that. Um, and secondly, it's also misaligned with Drucker's views, uh, his more nuanced views around how to manage people. Um, he really understood at a deep level that mm, the management of people is about relationships, and that's really what startup communities are about. But it is important sometimes for us to measure certain things, and measuring certain things can be advantageous. When you think about measuring ecosystems, how do you start thinking about measurement and, and how others have thought about this and how you have thought about this in preparation of the startup community way? So I'll lead with a top level principle, which is that we have to be very pragmatic in our approach, understanding that no one method or data set will provide us with a comprehensive view of what we're looking for. Another way I think about it is differentiating between what I would call macro level indicators. So what is the entrepreneurial output in my region? What are some of the top line figures like numbers of startups, 
uh, or venture capital invested. These are all outcomes of, pr of processes that we really want to understand. I put those in that bucket of the high level indicators of how things are going overall. Then the second thing is I'd like to pay more attention to understanding the, the processes that are producing those outcomes. I think you can do that on a program by program basis or a business by business basis. The reality is, look, we, we want to improve collaboration. That's what startup communities are about because we are people. That means improving relationships. And so those are the things we want to understand. How can we bring people together in a more positive and productive way? And how can we deepen the types of relationships that allow for meaningful collaboration to occur? So Ian, how does that thinking fit into our complex systems framework? Well, the principal tenet of complex systems as it relates to human social systems like a startup community relates to the integration of the parts, the ways in which people are coming together to create meaningful new forms that they could not create on their own. So it goes back to that point of understanding those relationships. So you're telling us that a basis for measuring startup communities is first to understand that these are complex systems. Then secondly, that measurement should be related to understanding relationships. That feels squishy. What would you point readers to who want to dive in a little deeper? Can you share your influences and how you have come to this place about thinking about measuring ecosystems? My thinking has been deeply influenced by two groups of people, uh, one of which you'll be hearing from later in the program, and I'm happy to call a collaborator. Uh, but the first of these uh, are two academics at the University of North Carolina, Marianne Feldman and Ted Zoller. They produced what I believe to be is some of the most important foundational work for measuring the value of social capital and relationships in entrepreneurial ecosystems. The way they went about it was they labeled key individuals in these communities deal makers, right? And so these are people who have had entrepreneurial successes, they are known mentors, they often have fiduciary responsibilities to startups as board members, non-investing board members. These are the people who help get things done, right? They broker connections and deals and relationships. And what Feldman and Zoller found was that it wasn't the quantity of startups or the quantity of investors in a region that predicted entrepreneurial success, but what was a stronger predictor was a density of these deal makers, right? And more importantly, not just a density of them, but a connectedness among them. And I feel like this is the, the work that uh, the quantitative research that most supports what we know to be true in this work, which is it's about relationships, connections, and key influential actors who can make things happen. And the second comes from Endeavor, the work of led by Rhett Morris, who I mentioned you'll be hearing from in a little bit, he basically did the same work in a, a bunch of different ecosystems around the world. So if you want to know about the sources of our research and you want to go deeper, uh, first listen to the rest of the podcast to um, hear Rhett Morris, um, or you can reach out to us and we can send you more information on the work by Feldman, Zoller, and Endeavor Global. Let's switch gears for a second, Ian, and talk about measurement traps as applied to ecosystems. Have you witnessed or observed any measurement traps or strategies that accidentally derail programs or initiatives despite the best of intent? There's a few. In fact, in the startup community way, the chapter that we dedicated to measurement, we actually titled the measurement trap. 
circling back to the beginning of the program around what gets measured gets managed, the reality is that not everything that can be measured matters and not everything that matters can be measured. More specifically in this context, the things that are most influential in the performance of a startup community, like the connectedness and nature of relationships, culture and mindset, those are hard to measure because they're intangible and because they evolve over a long period of time. The things that are easier to measure are some of those things I talked before, like the number of startups or the existence of investors. So we end up measuring those things as key performance indicators simply because they're easier to capture in a quantitative way. The problem with all of this is that we end up then strategizing around the things that are easier to measure instead of the things that actually matter. The second trap um, that ecosystem actors can fall into is what I would describe as being overly comparative. There's what I would almost call an obsession over rankings, where you take a bunch of metrics together, you standardize them, and you put them in an indexed format, and you can cleanly and easily compare one ecosystem to another, right? Your city is 20th and we're 15th. Look how much better we are. The reality is strategies get built around these and they're oversimplifications, most notably because each ecosystem is so different from the other. What matters in one ecosystem or what might have been a key differentiating factor in one ecosystem won't matter for the next 10. And so I think by being overly comparative, it can lead community leaders down the wrong track. And so what my plea would be to these leaders is rather than comparing your city to others, look at how your city is evolving over time, comparing your city to itself. (laughs) Um, Spend more time looking within your community to understand what's going on, as opposed to trying to emulate someone else's rankings, activities, strategies, or plans. We've been talking to my good friend and collaborator, Ian Hathaway, co-author of The Startup Community Way and a longtime researcher. Now let's bring in Rhett Morris and do a super deep dive on why and how we can best measure community and ecosystem progress. Thanks for joining us today, Rhett. Uh, Today we're going to talk about measuring ecosystem progress. And in this episode, we're just going to focus on more of the concept and strategy versus the tactics, which we'll do in part two. So thanks for joining us today. Great to be here, Chris. Really excited about this conversation. We've had a chance to sit on some panels and go to Turin, Italy and do some ecosystem development evangelism work together. You were a management consultant where I would guess that you'd used a myriad of measurement techniques to support a business thesis. That seems like a fundamental thing that we do in business. Tell me about it. Well, I think when we're thinking about measuring what's important um, in an individual company versus measuring what's important in an entire ecosystem or a community of entrepreneurs, uh, the thing that both of those activities have in common is that measurement's critical because the classic adage, it's really hard to manage what you're not measuring. What's important to think about the difference, though, is while measurement is important in both uh, contexts, it's actually a lot easier to think about measurement in kind of an individual company because we're dealing with a much simpler system. Also, this is something that I think people have a a much stronger sense of how it works, the the standard metrics of revenues and profits and different operational measures are things that 
are pretty well established and also have a lot of benchmarks that we can compare them to. And given the fact that an individual company is, is rather straightforward, unless we're talking about a huge conglomerate like General Electric used to be back in the day, it's a much simpler system than an ecosystem. That's, I think, a much uh, easier activity than trying to think about how do we measure a complex system like an entrepreneurship community. This is something that obviously you and I have talked a lot about, Ian, Brad, our whole team at Techstars. What I hear from you is that, in, in yes, measuring is important. It helps us keep track and help us focus our activities in many ways. Measuring what's important is probably one of the big things that a company can do to make sure that everyone's aligned. I would go a further to say, I think the things that we measure in our company are more knowns and that access to the data that supports measurement are more accessible versus what do we measure and how do we find that data in an ecosystem? It also has to deal with the structure of those two different organizations, right? So an individual company is very hierarchical. And when it comes to, to management, there is a person at the top who is the CEO. And that person has the ability to fire people or to give them bonuses and to get them to comply with providing information so that they can better manage what's happening or other leaders in the organization can better manage what's happening. An ecosystem isn't hierarchical in that way. There's no CEO of the ecosystem. And so when we talk about what we need to measure, it's much more difficult to collect the data. Uh, oftentimes we're thinking about data in some ways we're looking for things that are, are generated passively rather than having people make active contributions. And because ecosystems or entrepreneurship communities are not hierarchical, it's also important to realize that that sort of command and control infrastructure is not there. So in terms of getting people to change, even based on the measurements that we're able to make, is much more about diplomacy and kind of creating the right incentives than it is trying to make orders like a CEO can do inside of a company. This notion of a CEO of a startup community is obviously based on this person or their organization adopting a complicated mindset versus the complex mindset that we have observed, um, which is a better one. By the way, no judgment for those who bring a top-down command and control approach. It's just how you were trained and how you became very successful. But this podcast series and this specific episode is here to bring awareness to that approach. So, Rhett, help us understand a bit better about the complicated versus complex approach. And ultimately, let's tie this into what it means for measuring impact and progress. So, uh, that, that's a big question. It's think, a big question. Think about, <laughs> yeah. When you think about complicated systems versus complex systems, one of the things that it's easy to think about for me is what are some examples? So, a complicated system could be like the engine of a car right? Each part of the system has a specific role to play, and it moves basically in a linear fashion. Every single part of the car, the pistons, you know, you know, gasoline is delivered to the pistons, which then kind of fire, which then provides energy to turn the wheels. And every single piece follows each other piece, right? Um, complicated systems are simpler, but they're also more prone to breaking down. So if one piece of a complicated system fails, you're, you know, the car does not start. Complex systems are very different. They don't have a single linear uh, path that they follow. We have lots of different actors playing roles that example I would use would be like an ecosystem, the, the biological ecosystem. So there, there are multiple ways that energy can move into that system. There are multiple ways that different types of plants or organisms can flourish. If a certain type of tree doesn't flourish, well, then maybe a different type of bush will. 
And so they're much more robust. If one particular component in a complex system fails, oftentimes some other component will arise or expand to, to fill that niche and make that system much more, much stronger, much more robust so that it, it's less likely to fail. Each actor or each component of the system isn't necessarily just doing one thing. In complex systems, the actors that are involved, they often exhibit what's called multiplexity. And so they're playing multiple roles in the system at the same time. So one, <laughs> I, coming from Louisiana, a you know, very Catholic state, my, my mother was one of seven kids. My, my dad was one of six kids. So I kind of think of my family as a complex system. I have more than 30 first cousins, right? And in that complex system, everyone does exhibit multiplexity, right? I'm a brother, but I'm also a son, but I'm also a cousin, but I'm also a nephew. And the way that I interact with people in the complex system of my family is different depending on what sort of role or what sort of relationship I have with people. So thinking about an entrepreneurship community, um, because it's a complex system, we see that the people who work in or who are part of entrepreneurship communities also show that multiplexity. So someone could be an entrepreneur, but they could also be an investor and they could also be a mentor, but they also might be a co-founder of a company but they could also be an employee. And so the way that people engage in these systems is going to vary depending on what hat they're wearing or maybe what two or three hats they're wearing at the moment. Well, how do we measure that? Do we focus on the roles people are playing as investors? That's pretty easy to track. There's a lot of data on investment. It's not perfect, but it's one of the things that we can get consistent signal on. But is that the only signal that matters? Absolutely not. Do we wanna look at the growth of companies, right? Well, sure, we can get some signals there, but it's, it's kind of difficult there too, because these are private firms. They're not publicly traded, like on the NASDAQ or the New York Stock Exchange. So they don't have to tell us how much they did in revenue last year, or profitable they were. When we think about individual people, it, it can be hard to get a sense of, okay, well, what's most important to track about a, a really important player in an ecosystem, like a Brad Feld in Boulder, right? Should we be most interested in Brad's work investing in local companies or mentoring? or kind of helping start organizations like Techstars or just being a friend, right, to people and providing emotional support? And the answer is all of those things matter. That was awesome, by the way. I never get tired of hearing someone articulate something that I believe in in their own way. And I still, I got goosebumps. So thanks for sharing that with, with me and the audience. What kind of things should I measure and how should I kind of set the, you know, set the platform Sure. So I think the first thing to think about in terms of measurement are, are what are your goals for whatever program or initiative you're putting together? So the goals of an initiative in a complex system, like an entrepreneurship community, should really be to increase the activities that we think are important to the growth of this system, to generating the outcomes we care about, like job creation or, or local prosperity, but focused on the actors who really matter. So, you know, mentorship is very important, but again, I'm just going to pick on Brad because we both know him, right? If we want to measure mentorship in Boulder, in Colorado, if, if Brad Feld mentoring, let's say in a single year, an extra 10 people is probably more valuable than any random member of the community mentoring a hundred people collectively, because the perspective, the knowledge, the experience, the connections that someone like Brad is bringing to that relationship 
are just going to be uh, incredibly great based on his experience and, and kind of his, his previous success as an entrepreneur and, and later as an investor. So I think you want to first focus on what are the goals of the program. If you get the goals right, then I think the measurement flows out from there. If someone asked me, what kind of goals and things would you want to measure in a community just off the bat, I would want to identify who are the people who have been successful entrepreneurs or senior executives at entrepreneurial companies, and how can we track how they're engaging with upcoming companies as early stage investors, as mentors, as maybe even potential you know, clients uh, or partners in some, kind of, in some kind of way. Start saying, okay, who are the people that we wanna see doing that? And then how can we track that activity over time and see how it interfaces with the programs that we're doing to create more of that in the community? We've just heard from Rhett Morris about measuring entrepreneurial ecosystems. This was one of my most favorite interviews we've conducted so far. I can't wait to have him back for an update on his work and his leadership around this topic. Now let's bring in Brad and bring us home and share his final thoughts. Hey Brad, we just heard just a great overview from Rhett Morris and Ian set the tone for us. This measurement thing is a question that I know I get all the time. I'm sure you do as well. So let's just kind of start at a simple level. How important do you think it is to measure ecosystem progress? The act of measuring is very different than what you're measuring. And so when you talk about importance, you have to actually focus on the specific things of what you're measuring, why you're measuring them, and then also what you're trying to get out of the actual measurements because the measurements that you're making and the importance of those measurements will vary. In addition, there's lots of different ways to measure things and different approaches. And one of the mistakes I think that people make, especially when they talk about the importance, is they try to take a very simplistic measurement approach, which either is, how are we doing on these metrics relative to the past? So a time-based change metric where the metrics are static or a comparative metric approach. How are we doing compared to this other place or where do we rank on this list? And in general, those kinds of metrics are not useful. And really most of the first category of metrics end up being ones that are in the entrepreneurial world, the equivalent of vanity metrics, right? How many of this do we have? How many of that do we have? How many, knew of this, how much of this got raised. And sort of the classic ones are how much money was raised last quarter by companies. Uh, Today, it's how many unicorns have we generated. If you live in the world of complexity and, and complex systems, these individual measures, these discrete measures have some interest. It's not that they're not interesting numbers, but they don't really integrate with the characteristic of what's actually happening in a complex system. And many of the things that you would want to measure in complex systems so that measurements become important are very, very, very hard to measure. The challenge for most people is you you measure things that are not important and you don't measure things that are important. You're not actually trying to manage from the top down these measurements. You're trying to generate the activity from the bottom up. 
And so when you get locked into that, we need more unicorns or we need more funding or we need more VCs or we need more startups or whatever. We need more angel investors. Again, that's not consistent with this notion of the evolving bottom-up startup community dynamic. They're just outputs and you're measuring the output. But the interesting part is when those outputs become inputs and that generates the development and growth of the complex system, this notion of what's important to measure generally comes against this abstract notion of the connections between people and the network that's being developed. And there's been a lot of work done over the past endeavor. I did it for a while and did a number of projects. Ted Zoller actually came up with uh, this construct many years ago in his research, and he's done an excellent job around it. And in all of these cases, if you look at the maps that they create, it's network maps of circles where the circle represents a person and the size of the circle represents that person's influence. And part of what they're showing with the network maps are the connections between all the different people that generate that notion of influence of the individual key people. But if I go back to this notion of influence, that's a hard, hard thing to measure. Hey, we just had a great discussion about the challenge of measuring ecosystem progress and how each of us and our approach to measuring impact can either bolster or possibly inhibit our activities. In other words, choose your goals and more importantly, your metrics wisely, as they may have unintended consequences. We'd love to hear more about what you think about this episode or any other in the series, so just email us at producer at yourstartupcommunity.com. Have someone you think would be a great guest or maybe a specific topic you'd like to see us do a deep dive on? Or want to see a question you have raised on a future episode? Record it and send it to us. I'll play it and then have Brad or Ian or a guest answer it. Again, simply email us at producer at yourstartupcommunity.com. Until next time, I am Chris Hively, your host of Your Startup Community.